in memory of Dr. Mm-hmm. Ante Pavlovich's family, Dr. Ante Pavlovich was a doctor of law and the legal head of state for the independent state of Croatia, and Croatia is spelled wrong, 1940 to 1945. Uh-huh. Oh, those, those years. Yeah. What happened then? If someone is the head of state in center, Central or Eastern Europe, or really anywhere in Europe, between 1940 and 1945, that shows that they are one good egg. That's right. That's right. They're just they're yeah. just trying their best for their country, man. Oh, what? You're blaming him for the year he was elected? <laughs> he can't control that, I assume. Exactly. The dedication continues. Tito's communists tried to assassinate him many times. He and his wife, Maria uh-huh. Lovrensevich. So you're saying that... Are, so hold on. You're saying that someone who is the leader of an Eastern European country from 1940 to 1945, at which point he was abruptly not the leader of that <laughs> Eastern European country anymore, was not beloved by communists no and and you're saying this is just for disagreeing with well them? riley he was not only not beloved by communists he was also not beloved by um chetniks who were uh fighting his ustache forces uh he was not mm-hmm. beloved by uh an entire group of partisans and uh non-political people who just didn't want to be uh, genocided by him so yes right Hmm. So, yeah, it goes on to say that he and his wife, Maria, uh, sacrificed their lives for the exist and existence for family, God and country and its people. And then it says ZDZ, Bog i Hrvati, which means it's it's basically a Croatian fascist salute. Doms, uh-huh. Doms a Spremni, ready for the homeland, Bog i Hrvati, God and country. God, but Hrvati does not mean country. Huh. Hrvati means specific, specifically Hrvatska, Croatia. So they're sneaking in the little salute yeah. here, you know? Uh, like, in the, like in the movie that we watched with Jesse. Yeah, exactly. They get in a little... Uh, exactly. Okay. They're just getting a little taste, you know? All right. It's the fucking Doctor Strange love arm uh, uh, vibrating, moving up, 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 and out. Yeah, it goes on. Their eldest daughter, this is the Pavlich's eldest daughter, uh, Viznia Pavlich, who never married and died alone, published many of her father's books. She sacrificed much because of her family and heritage. Communists made her life difficult until her death. Just for publishing a few books? Just for publishing a few books. Just for publishing a book called My Struggle, you know, which... (laughs) Just detailed, <laughs> which was really long and, and tri- very, very boring. Trials and tribulations of a Norwegian landscape painter. <laughs> ah, we both went the same way. <laughs> so interesting. So, if anybody's wondering, you know, you're listening to this, you're like, okay, I, and I, I have to reinforce too, and we'll come back to this later. But one of the reasons that these groups and tribute to liberty in general, as a collection of these groups can keep getting away with this is that they are relying on the fact that people fundamentally don't know who they are venerating when they venerate yeah. somebody when they have a sort of hero worship cult around someone like Stepan Bandera they're relying on the fact that you're not gonna look them up you know yeah so that's right Pavlovich was in fact a doctor of law and he was the head of the independent state of Croatia in 1940 to 45. That part's correct. But Mm -hmm. what is missing from this dedication is that Croatia was during this period, a fascist state and a very notorious one at that. Mm -hmm. So the, the Ustasha government was 
absolutely brutal. Uh, they ethnically cleansed Jews, Serbs, Bosnians, Roma people. And Pavlic, as a political figure, came out of the interwar national uh, independence movement in the Balkans. And he was incredibly opposed to the creation of uh, the Kingdom of Yugoslavia, the United Kingdom of Yugoslavia, mm-hmm. which emerged in 1918. So Yeah, too right. United Kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Sorry. Oi. Sorry. Oi. <laughs> Sorry. Oi, mate. Sorry, I inter- I interrupted the good and interesting thing. <laughs> so so young young Pavlich works with uh, Imero, which was a Macedonian revolutionary organization, and then after uh, a fucking arrest warrant and uh, basically like death note is put down on him by the Kingdom of Yugoslavia, he moves to fascist Italy, where he forms the Ustaše, which is a Croatian national fascist movement. And they carried out a campaign of bombings and assassinations. In 1941, the Nazis install him as the Boglavnik, or or leader of the new Ustashe puppet state, in April. And from there on out, it was pure hell for anyone who uh, didn't get with the program or wasn't, you know, ethnically Croatian and Catholic. Oh, Jesus. And you got to remember, too, at this point, Croatia is a is a fairly multi-ethnic state. It's got Italians. It has uh, Bosnian Muslims. It's uh, there's a lot of inter-ethnic trade. You know these groups are have been settled here for quite a while. So this is a program of ethnic and national cleansing. The Croatia was so fascist that when Nazi intelligence compiled a report on the Yazenovac concentration camp, they were disgusted by what they saw, and they they were so disgusted that they telegrammed a uh, German high command to tell Pavlich. <laughs> to cool it his body count is in the estimated hundreds of thousands and and just on a personal note like the last time i was in belgrade i went to tito's mausoleum and Mm -hmm. in one room in the mausoleum there is a uh huge archive of photos um declassified photos that used to be i think udba the yugoslavian state police like their version of the kgb um, they were sort of classified documents, and these are declassified now, and they are basically th- the photo equivalent of like home movies from partisans during this period while they were fighting against mm-hmm. the Ustache. And the stuff from Croatia is absolutely repellent. Like, I can't, I mean, we'll get off this in a second, but I really need to stress mm-hmm. how bad. I think it's important to be specific about this, right? Because. It's very. I think it's very easy. So again, if you don't sort of think about this, to just be like, "Oh well, he ran a puppet government or whatever," mm-hmm. or "Well, he just had he went along to get along or whatever." I think it's important to understand, like, no, like this guy was a like a an eager Nazi like genocide. He was a monster. Basically. Yeah, I mean, one of the big yeah. Ustache things was taking people's eyes out. They they mm-hmm. that was that was a hallmark of Ustashe political violence and, you know, hanging people in public squares, just absolute chaos. And in reading about the Balkans, there's a pretty good theory that, you know, one of the reasons the partisans were so successful in Croatia was that the reprisals from Ustashe were so brutal that people didn't really feel like they had anything left to lose when they rose up against, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that's, I think that's pretty relevant. So post-war, Tito wins, the Ustache get fucking rinsed, and post-war, mm-hmm. Pavlich 
is sheltered by the Catholic Church <laughs> until his assassination eventually. Yeah. But the Ustache would continue <laughs> on as a political organization. They, um, you know, a lot of them moved north. So he dies of natural causes in Spain after um, trying to set up a Ustache government in exile in several different countries. Um, mm-hmm. But his organization would live on and and be funded. And, you know, they operated out of southern Austria for decades. They were involved in a airliner bombing, a Yugoslav airliner bombing. And they mm-hmm. were a giant pain in the ass for uh, Tito and Yugoslavia in general. Hey, do you know when um, do you know when uh, what they did in 2016? No, that concentration camp you mentioned, uh, they went and posted a plaque honoring the sacrifice of the veterans who guarded it. Oh, my. Yeah. So Croatia's government has in recent years kind of uh, lurched to the right, as it were. Mm-hmm. Another thing about Yuzenovic is there was a film made about it by a uh, you know, Croatian nationalist. And that film, I believe, played in three places. It played in Zagreb. It played in Vancouver at the Croatian Cultural Center, and it also played in Israel. So, mm-hmm. Uh, mm. so all this to say, so knowing all this about Ante Pavlic and this dedication on the monument, I would like to remind everyone again, and I have to remind myself because it's unbelievable, but this monument is partially government funded. If you want to talk about the fact like, like the Nazis weren't beaten in the Second World War, they just changed sides. Right. Like there's no better example than Canada's seeming sort of inability or unwillingness to confront the fact that like there are a lot of memorials venerating fascists throughout the country, some of which are government funded. The the government funding of a of a monument to inter alia Ante Pavlic because he fought the communists and that elision of of everything that went on sort of between on the Eastern front, essentially as a fight between like quantities yeah. effect or like, like items uh, effectively. Um, it is just carrying on that mission. 